This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Feline friends, this is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Well, here at Catitude, you know, we're all about cats. So it got me thinking, I wonder where in the world is it all about cats also? And I was looking at information on different countries, and I have to say, Japan takes the lead. They are obsessed with cats. I found out so much cool information. We'll be right back after this break. Today's episode is sponsored by Hanover Square Press and The Secret Language of Cats, How to Understand Your Cat for a Better, Happier Relationship by Suzanne Schatz. Have you ever wondered what your cat is saying? In The Secret Language of Cats, Schatz offers a crash course in cat phonics to help you crack the cat code. Perfect for the fans of The Lion in the Living Room and the Inner Life of Animals, The Secret Language of Cats by Suzanne Schatz is available for purchase today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude, and we're talking about the country that is obsessed with cats, and that would be Japan. Now, some of you might write me and say, no, no, it's US or Canada or, you know, Australia or whatever. This is just in my research. So if there's other countries that you think are more obsessed with cats, hey, let me know. Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. But in my research, I found so much information about Japan and their obsession with cats that I was just floored. It actually goes back about a thousand years. Did you know Japanese people have been living with cats for a thousand years? So that beats the U.S. because we're, you know, just over 200 something years old. We're like a new country, so we can't even compare. But Japan is all about cats. You know, think about it. Where does Hello Kitty come from? Yes, Japan. And Hello Kitty is everywhere in Japan on all sorts of things. There's even a Hello Kitty amusement park, but more on that later. So what I found is that Japanese folklore says that cats have protective powers and they symbolize good fortune. The Japanese people are by nature very superstitious and believe in fortune and you know, what brings good fortune and so forth. And there's a symbol and it's the cat with the paw raised and usually the paw is moving. It's called, and pardon my pronunciation of this, it's called Maniki Niko and it means beckoning cat. And business owners will often put a little statue of a cat with the moving paw to lure people into their business. And I don't know if you've ever noticed and I've noticed it in restaurants all over, Japanese, Chinese, and I know Japanese and Chinese are different, but I've noticed it in both types of restaurants. Almost always I'll see a cat 
with the paw moving up and down. And I, I never quite knew why. I thought it was probably, you know, for good luck, but it is good luck and to lure customers into their business. So that's kind of interesting. And this has been going on for hundreds of years, this symbol. You know, let's talk about modern times now. In Japan, you know, the apartments, the population in the cities are huge and there's not enough space for all the people. So the apartments are quite small and many, many, many people live in apartments. So because they can't have cats in their apartments because the apartments are so tiny, cat cafes are all over the place. And in these cat cafes, people will go and have a seat, read a book, they could buy treats for the cats, and the cats just roam around. Generally, there's over a dozen cats that are just roaming around. You could even look up this cat cafes over in something like, you know, TripAdvisor. And it's interesting what people say because people that are like kind of like cat people love it. People that are expecting more of a cafe versus a cat cafe are expecting more of the human kind. And it's not that. This is all about the cats. It's, you know, it'll smell like cats a little. It's, you know, there's, I think some of them have food for humans, but it's mostly all about the cats. Have a seed, you know, you could buy treats and have your favorite cats. And they say many of the Japanese people that visit come on a regular basis and will seek out, you know, their special cat and buy special treats just for that special cat. So kind of cool if you think about it, because if you can't have a cat, at least you can have the accompaniment or you can have the joy of visiting your, you know, loner cat in a cat cafe on as regular basis as you can. So kind of interesting. And it comes without, you know, all the um, restrictions or limits or other features of cats. You know, you don't have the litter box and you don't have the vet bills. But on the other hand, you're only limited to see the cat a couple of hours, you know, or however much time you have per week. So I don't know. I know that there's a few in the United States and there's a few in other countries as well. But in Japan, they're prominent. They're all over the place. And not only do people visit the cats and buy them food, they can dress up the cats. They can read books about cats and comics about cats and buy drinks for the cats. So <laughs> I guess it'd be kind of funny. Oh, I'm going out tonight to the cat cafe and are going to have a uh, cat cocktail or so, you know, kind of interesting. There's also not one, but at least two islands in Japan that are known as cat islands. One, and again, pardon my mispronunciation, one is called Tashi Rojima Island, and the other one is Ayashima Island. And in Ayashima, there's about 15 residents and over 100 cats. Now, what I've read is that years and years ago, they brought a few cats over to the island to get rid of the rodents. And they did not fix the cats. So the cats began to multiply, multiply, multiply until they finally started to get the cats fixed. So they weren't multiplying at an unbelievable rate because it was many, almost too many cats and the island was just too overwhelmed with them. 
but you can visit the islands. There's nothing for people. There's just cats on the island, and I think a very, very few residents. There's no restaurants or anything for you know humans, so you have to go prepared with that. And you could just visit, and there's cats roaming all over the place. So kind of interesting if you're planning a visit to Japan. Before we talk more about something I discovered also about Japan. I just want to tell you about this great new litter I found. Molly and Dennis and Charlotte love it. And what's even more important, Mama loves it a lot. It's called Pretty Litter. And what it does that it makes it so different from any other litter I've ever used is it has a built-in health monitoring system. So the litter actually changes color to let you know if there's anything going on with your cat. Because cats hide their health issues. They don't really talk and tell you about it until it's almost too late. So what this does is it starts off, it actually starts off really pretty. It's a white crystal and it will turn colors as your cat does its business. There's actually a color code on the bag and it lets you know if it turns this color, you know, monitor it because it might be time to see your vet and check it out. Now, the other wonderful thing is that I have a special code for all my catitude friends. Go to prettylitter.com slash cat101. Use the coupon code CAT101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. That's prettylittercats.com slash CAT101. Use the coupon code CAT101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. Can't beat that. We're talking about Japan and their obsession with cats and how they're just obsessed with cats and everything about cats. So I talked about Hello Kitty earlier and Hello Kitty, as you know, was born in Japan and it's Hello Kitty is huge. Now, why Hello Kitty? Probably because of Japan's obsession with cats. And there's not only Hello Kitty, there's other cat figures as popular, not quite as popular as Hello Kitty, but there's several of them. And I don't know why. Maybe it has to do with the fact that, you know, Japan, in Japan, they like everything cute, you know? And Hello Kitty has been on everything, shirts and jewelry and, you know, school supplies and even underwear. It's mostly stuff. I think almost all of the Hello Kitty items are for humans, not for cats. There's a very, very few that I read that are for cats. There's a Hello Kitty museum park. There's even a Hello Kitty on a popcorn machine. Hello Kitty everywhere. And if you look at Japan and some of the, you know, information about Japan, if you look at some of the Japanese bloggers, you'll see that those generally you'll see a Hello Kitty charm on a backpack or on a purse or, you know, I've seen some on shoelaces. I mean, Hello Kitty's everywhere. There is Hello Kitty in other countries. There's Hello Kitty stores in the U.S. too, but it's nowhere as popular as in Japan. I mean, can you imagine a Hello Kitty amusement park? Like, a, I guess a Hello Kitty, sort of like a Disney World Hello Kitty? That's unbelievable to me. But Hello Kitty is so obsessed. Probably it's as popular as Mickey Mouse and Disney or maybe Disney's Mickey Mouse is a little bit popular. And how funny is that? We have a cat in Japan. We have a mouse in the U.S. that's popular. And not just in U.S., but in a couple of other countries. So cat and mouse. Hmm. Interesting. 
I also want to share with you something cool that I discovered in looking uh, up information in Japan and what other types of, you know, things that they're obsessed with and so forth. I came across this book called Cat Paws, and it's written in Japanese. They just recently produced a publication that is in English, but it's mostly pictures. It's a small book, but if you have a friend or anyone that's obsessed with cats, this is the book for them. Now, it's called Cat Paws, and it's mostly pictures. And if you look through it, there's there's pictures of cats and their faces, but it's mostly paws. And, you know, if you think about what's cute on the cat, I personally think eyes, nose, paws. That's, for me, the cuteness of the cats. I guess paws are a little bigger in Japan than the eyes and the nose because this book has been super popular in Japan, so popular they have brought it over to the United States and made it available in English for all of the U.S. people, all of us people here that are obsessed with cats. And if you flip through the book, there are many, many, many pictures of cats, many breeds of cats, and it all shows cat paws. And I actually, I didn't see this cat paw, but my um, tuxedo cat, uh, Molly, you know, black and white for tuxedo cat, she has paws that are black and white. I know a lot of other people out there have the same thing. And her paws remind me of piano keys, which is so cool because her dad's a musician. So that's kind of cool. But getting back to this book, it talks about cat paws. It talks about... Well, mostly it has pictures about cat paws and cats. And then it has some trivia to where it talks about how cats are, you know, have a few different things that they do with the paws. One, and this is interesting, I never knew this, that cats, when they fold their paws in, it's called a cat loaf, kind of like a loaf of bread because it looks like a loaf of bread when their paws are folded in. This shows that the cat is relaxing because the cats cannot get up super fast from this position. They have to unfold their paws and then rise. So if your cat has their paws folded in and my little uh, Charlotte, not so little Charlotte, but Charlotte does this a lot. She'll tuck her paws in and just rest there. And it's just, she's always at her most passive and comfortable when she's in this position. Did you also know that when cats, cats, you know, are sensitive to cold, just as dogs and just as humans are, and they'll use their tails to cover their paws when they're cold. I never knew this. And their paws are pretty sensitive. They also, and I think everybody that has a cat knows about this, and even if you don't have a cat, their paws are huge in their grooming process. If you've ever watched a cat, this is how they groom. They lick their paws and then they wipe their face. And this is how they wash their face in, you know, the cat world. Licking the paw, washing the face. Licking the paw, washing the face. Sometimes they'll do behind their little ears, but that's how they give themselves a bath. Now, you'll know when cats extend their claws, it does not necessarily mean that they are angry and ready to attack Sometimes, and I've watched Dennis do this, they'll sit there and they'll flex their their paws and extend their claws and from one to the other, left paw, right paw. And these are on the front paws, left paw, right paw, left paw, right paw. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the cat's going to pounce or is ready to attack. That 
is when what I found is what that means is that's kind of reminiscent of when they were nursing. And even older cats will do this. When they're nursing, they often have their paws in and out to get milk from their mom. So that's why they flex their paws and, you know, occasionally would detract their claws as they're doing it. Kind of interesting because I always thought that was a a symbol for, okay, I'm getting ready, watch out. But no, it's not. Some other paw pad trivia, and that's this is all from the book Cat Paws, is that cats are kind of, their paws are kind of squishy. And there's a reason for that. When they jump, that extra little bit of padding in their paws is a cushion for them. So when they land, it's not directly on just paw, but on a paw with a little cushion to it. That's interesting to me. I had no idea. I thought they, I didn't think their paws were any different than any other animals, but their paws all have a little cushion to it. And another thing is that the colors of the paws can drastically vary. They can go from pink to a brown to a black to a combination. And sometimes they're going to be black and pink in the same paw. They also have a different number of paw pads from the front legs to the hind legs. The front legs have seven paw pads and the hind legs have five. I think this is probably because they generally land first, from what I've heard, on their front paws and then their back paws. So the front paws take a little more weight. Might be wrong here. This is just some information I found in some of the research. Now, here's something else that's adorable in this book, Cat Paws, is there are so many pictures of so many different kinds of cats, and they actually have profiles. There's over 30 different cats in this book, and they all have a little profile. So this is what the cat profiles have. They have the cat's owner in small letters, then the cat's name, the breed or the sex, and if they have, you know, a Twitter ID or an Instagram or URL, and the pages that they appeared in, which is adorable. I think, okay, here's a cutie one with hardly any ears. It's owned by Rojiman. Its name is Muji, M-U-G-I. It's a Scottish fold red tabby. It is male and it's featured in, whoa, five pages. And the Instagram ID is Rojiman. And there's quite a few different breeds in this book too. There's Siamese, there's mixed, there's a munchkin cats, there's Scottish fold, there's a lot of Scottish fold, there's a lot of tabby, there's a mixed Russian blue, there's red tabby, there's brown tabby, there's just quite a lot of cats. So this book It's called Cat Paws. You can find it on Amazon and several other places online. You could just do a search for Cat Paws. And I have to say, this is one of the cutest books that I've ever seen about cats. And who knew that Cat Paws were so darn cute? So for all of you out there that think your cats are super cute and their paws are super cute, I want you to tag me on Instagram. You can go ahead and tag hashtag catpawsbook. And on Instagram, you can find me at catitude17. I want to see your cat paws, so send them to me. And 
I'm not going to tell you when, but there will be a, a prize winner. So send me your cat paws and we will have a drawing for the cutest cat paws and you will get a prize. So thanks for listening. I want to thank Dennis, Charlotte, and Molly for letting me examine their cat paws while I was doing this research. Thanks to Pi International for sending the cat paws book. That is adorable. Thank you. And thanks to everyone listening, all my feline friends out there for making Catitude a super popular show on Pet Life Radio. And huge thanks to my producer, Mark Winner, for making me sound great. That's not easy, and he does such a great job. So thank you, Mark Winner, and keep listening. We have so many cool shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.